0: Hi, I'm Alul. Sup, I'm Yeah, I'm Alual. This is the voice of Canberra Youth. And this is the voice of Multicultural Youth. The show about multiculturalism, diversity, sharing experiences, and achieving goals. Stay tuned for our wonderful interviews and good music for you to enjoy. You are listening to the Multicultural Youth Programme on Tudor XFM.
1: Live Thursday, 6-7pm.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to 98.3, and we're back on Thursday, 6 o'clock, and John has joined us, and we will here a yeah, long time, no see, man. Yeah,
2: I'm back, though. What you been doing, man? No, man, just been in school and shit. <laughs>
0: How about your album, man? You told me about that. Uh,
2: I'm still working on it.
0: Yeah, man. When, yeah. Is, when do you think it's going to come out?
2: You know, like, I'm just writing the lyric. And I still didn't get the production or where to record everything, yeah? yeah so, yeah.
0: How, do you find it easy, man? Like, doing that? <laughs>
2: you know, I'll get used to it because I've been doing it since I was young. So, yeah. Oh, I mean, just that, find it easy.
0: That would take me, like, years, man. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. And, no, and we haven't seen you for at least, like, a month now. Yeah, I know. And, you haven't, and you're, like, doing 16.
2: You no, know, I've been working hard since, because, like, you know, I get community behind me now. They will support yeah. me, as they said. But, so, yeah. So you got any gigs, gigs coming up? Uh, I'm working on my album, yeah. and it's called My Past, like, My Past, so, Changing My Future, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, I'm forgetting about the past, and looking forward to changing my future. But are you going to do any, like, live stuff around Canberra? Yeah, I think on Saturday I will perform at, at Sudan there'll be this celebration of Sudanese, that'll be on Saturday, and I might perform there, this Saturday.
0: Sweet. Is it where the key keypacks? Yeah, that's what I have. have yeah, you can come. I still there. don't
2: know the venue. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice.
0: It's the celebration of the referendum. Cool. Not the success and all that. And so, yeah. you've
3: been at, uh, you've been, are you back at school as well? Yeah. Sweet. And so, what, you're, you're in year 11? You're yeah, year 11, yeah. Nice. So, how's it going?
2: Yeah, <clears throat> uh, It's pretty hard, not like high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which college are you at again? Dixon. Uh, okay. So,
0: yeah.
3: Dixon's meant to be a pretty good college. I know.
0: Nah, but now is the best. <laughs> you think? They came, uh, yeah, they made a new college. Ah, okay. And it's the best already.
3: So what's, uh, what's been the main, um, the main difference for you that you've noticed from high school?
2: Uh, you know, subjects are a bit different because I choose some new subjects that I never did before in high school, like sciences. I know we do all the science in high school, but when I went there, I got chemistry, biology. Music and everything, yeah. And I have to chew them all because I like them, right? So yeah. And when I went to the class, I find everything hard, so it's, like, <laughs> it's not actually, it's not easy as I thought. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, because it's not like I think
3: in high school you got teachers that you know take yeah. an interest in you. They know your name. They yeah. They make sure that you're learning. But once you get to college, you're kind of on your own, aren't you? Yeah.
0: You de- you depend on no one but you yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um. Can you tell us a bit about yourself?
4: Um. First of all, I would like to. Said, um, I'm happy to to be here today, and
3: it's good to have uh, you
4: here. Actually, it's my pleasure to be here, yeah. And I would like to say that's great as uh, the job that you are doing here, guys. Um, being very, very good to the community. Um, my name is uh, John Quira, as you have heard before, and I've been here in Canberra for. Uh, almost now seven years and actually I came from Sudan uh, that was 2004 so um, mostly what I'm doing here in Canberra is um, this is where I live and what I'm really doing um, It's not a big thing um, mostly involve a lot of activities here in, in Canberra and what i actually been doing been helping the community, mobilizing uh, people's um, you know social uh, gatherings, and I do actually take activities in um, actually most of the association. Um, been involved with uh, what they call uh, <coughs> KSA Congo Association. I've been uh, um, actually is a representative for almost uh, five years here and we run last year a very big conference Uh, um, it's a part that I've been been doing Um, out of that I'm also involved in um, actually in what they call MRF, it's called My Referendum for Freedom and and more things that we have been doing during the the referendum time been trying to (coughs) educate the community uh, let them know what they are, you know, what the old symbol is meaning because there were two symbols that were used during the referendum time, and be able to identify which one is uh, they should go for. Not not making the decision for them, but they, they have to know exactly what what does it mean to them. And before they apply, is I've been involved a lot, and there are so many things that i have been involved in it. So mostly, <clears throat> these are kind of activities that I've been doing. Um, actually, when I come to personal activity for myself, I'm really I'm doing some study at the University of Canberra, and what I'm doing is I'm doing Bachelor of Economic, and it's a part of my life, it's a, it's a part of things that I like. I like to do it, in. so... So you're
3: a pretty busy man at the moment, then, between uh, uh, your involvement in the... Canberra community work and studying—that's a pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty big, big load you're carrying there.
4: Yeah, uh, actually, it's—it's um, it's a part of life, and if you want to be successful, you, you actually need to to involve in, in in activities, and that's how you can really know how. Uh, that's how you can sense life. But if you don't really involve, things will be. You get boring, you know. You don't even interact with people. Mm. You don't know really. Uh, it's 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 a real good, a real great. Yeah, I like it. So, is um, it's not not bad things. Yeah, cool. Yeah,
3: and uh, and I can say that John's also quite involved in the youth as well. He's been uh, he's been along to a lot of our shows, sitting quietly in the background. So we thought we'd eventually <laughs> drag him up to the microphone, maybe somewhat reluctantly. But yeah, now should we just um, if we if we go back back kind of a fair way in your story so you said um you said that you yeah you immigrated from from sudan
4: um
3: some and you came to australia some seven years ago do you want to take us back to um take us back to the reason why um you know when when did you leave sudan where did you go after that and and um and yeah
4: what were the circumstances in which you left
1: and why did you leave
4: uh, actually, I, I left Sudan in 1987. Um, this is the first time that I left Sudan, so it's a long time ago. Um, all of my life has been outside country, and uh, first of all, I went to Serbia. Um, that's where I stayed there for uh, four years. Uh, from Serbia, I, I lived there for four years, and then there was another war breaking out in Serbia before... Uh, and then, sorry, and whereabouts? In uh, Ethiopia. Right. Uh, Ethiopia. From Ethiopia to <laughs> back to Sudan. That was in nineteen um, ninety-one, hmm. and uh, I stayed there, like in uh, in the border, um, in a small town called um, Naruz And from Naruz, um there was still instability in the country, so uh, I, we crossed the border to Kenya um, in nineteen. 19- uh, Ninety-two.
3: So, so you stayed in Ethiopia for a few years. Yes, for four years. Right. Well, did a lot of Sud- Sudanese go from Sudan to Ethiopia?
4: Um, yes. Um, not all of them, but yeah, a lot of them went um, <coughs> in the first place. It was not really a, a organized way of of going. To it, it was not organized. It came abruptly as a result of uh, war. So,
3: so is this? I mean, just to paint. Quite a graphic picture is this. Um, did I mean, did you guys leave? What did you guys leave by bus, by foot,
4: by? Um, it was not by bus, as I said before. It was not unorganized. It was not something that was organized by the government or by the people. Mm. Uh, it was, you know, it was a result of war, and the people was just uh, were running away. Um, um, actually tr- going for refuge mm-hmm. and what happened we were using uh we, we 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 actually walked from uh Sudan to <laughs> yeah. to Ethiopia so um, it took um, a long time it took a month of walk and um before you reached the border so it's quite long so been most of the people actually um, died as a result of that on the way, and other peoples uh, reached the place. Mm. So yeah, uh, we were putting it was not, um, We were not using any car or bus or something like that.
2: Wow! Oh, get some. Let me get something right. Were you a soldier or something?
4: Um, no, really. I wasn't a soldier. Um, it was a, a civilians. Um, uh, and My the childrens, and yeah. um, so it was not really. Uh, kind of a uh, soldier involvement now. Um, the civilians and the children uh trying to run away um, to save their life.
2: Oh, tell me something. I heard that, oh, how do you call them? The young... The, how do you call them again? The young what? The young soldiers or the child soldiers went to Ethiopia. Where... Did you, did you, do you have any clue about what happened and everything? Or?
4: Oh... The the child, the child soldier soldiers, yeah. was not really in Ethiopia and it was not really involved in. A, um, I was not kind of child soldier because what happened. Child soldier was within the country. It was not outside country. I um you know, when I went to Ethiopia, it was kind of like a refugee area. Um, so have nothing to do with a soldier at, at, at that time. Mm. So. Um, Yes, um, there was a there is a a child soldier, but it was within Beck's home uh, and around the borders. Uh, but where I went was a kind of refugee camps where I went for refuge.
0: Mm. Um, how far was the distance from? Say, uh,
4: where so the yeah, Sudan
0: to Ethiopia. Yeah, that's you
4: did a month. Well, and a did month. You, did you
0: month. have any materials okay. that could help you, like food, water?
4: Um. um we are uh, we really um we didn't have actually the enough um uh, p- or uh, water or, you know um there was a little things um a little fruits and uh, and water but most of the thing we actually depend on the um trees um in the fruits and you know that we can find alongs uh, on our way wow. uh, because it was not really something that you, you know, taking one month walk at the same time, a month that was not organized, it, it was like, you know, you just ran out and without anything in hand. So, uh, so what kind
3: of, I mean, that's that's really, that's, I mean, for me, I've grown up in Canberra. Yeah. Um, it's been a very stable, you know, stable upbringing. I mean, what for for you know for the people that were were fleeing like that? What was the? I mean, what's the mindset? What's kind of what's going through your mind, and what are you thinking about in terms of you know getting to Ethiopia and 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 the next steps from there? I mean, obviously, it's very uncertain. Um, it's a big question. Sorry.
4: Actually, the big question was, uh, especially for someone like me at the time. Uh, because I love all my parents, and I didn't even know where they are. And um, the question was, where am I going, and what next, you know, after? Because uh, at first I didn't know actually whether I'm going to Ethiopia. I find myself there after I went in. Um, Then I was told this is where we, uh, you know, this is where we... um, should be so. I'm not going anywhere anymore. So this is uh, we will be have to be, we will be here in in this camp. And then I said, okay, um, now what next? What am I going to do? You know, that was a question, but mm. there was no answer for it because no one gave me the the the, the, the answer because it was not arranged mm. and no one that I can really approach and give me. The good answer where to go and what to do. Uh,
1: did you lose any family members or something like
4: that? Uh, actually, yes. That's a good question. Um, uh, one thing I would like to say: um, I met these young boys, or um, these are brother children, dings and calls. And um, first of all, uh, I lost my father. And at the same time, I lost my brother, my elder brother, which is the father of these young boys, as a result of war. And, um, yeah, something had happened to me and to the family as whole. Well. So um, as a result of that war and as a result of all the process that I went through.
3: Were you, were you all traveling together at that point?
4: Or? Uh, not really, because they were born in Kenya. <laughs>
3: uh, okay, sorry.
0: Uh, during the travel, was it was it by any everybody by themselves or did you guys work together? The, pa- the parents? No, like do you know how you. No, the whole group. Yeah. Was it everybody by themselves or was it you personally walking to the or did you guys work together?
4: Uh, actually, almost everyone was by himself except those who are lucky uh, because it, if you went with your father or mother. Uh, it was not things that you organized, but something had happened from there, and you find yourself all of all of all of you so yeah, some did went with their mums and or their parent, uh, maybe one of their parents, whether the father or mother, but not not uh, most of the peoples that have that that situation, so almost everyone by himself.
0: So if something happened, you didn't have
4: anybody to de- depend
0: on. You mm. had to solve it by yourself.
4: Yes, exactly. You have to be cautious because if you got sick, you have to take care of yourself. You have to go to hospital. You ex- and you know, yeah, there was no any kind of support any, anywhere apart from yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hospitals have improved there.
4: Um, in Ethiopia, there was no really good hospital. It was kind of small clinics. Um, that he had to go to, which is really it was not didn't have enough facilities. Like there was no enough medicines, a good um, um, yeah. There was no there was no actually even good doctors. Um, yeah, but it was not a big hospital. It was a clinic that was set by the the NGOs. It was not even really things that were being organized.
1: So there was not like that much people want, wanted to be a doctor.
4: Can can you can you ask me that question again?
1: Uh, like so there's not that much people that want to be a doctor there, right?
4: Um not long not, not because of that, it's because um uh it's because the situation itself um, that makes people not to be fine you know because
1: I think it's a long time. It was not,
4: it wasn't high, you know, there was, you know, to be a doctor is something that you decide in a long time. It's something that you have been involved for a long time. But that one was a short period of time. And when people ran away, uh, there was no enough doctors that ran with them, with us. And that's why we didn't find enough uh, doctors. At the same time, it is too expensive to hire the doctors. So, for the NGOs or the UN to get the doctors in, it took a time to to you know to get them, and there was not enough qualified at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm. And the education was not good.
4: Though? Um, the education was not good where I was in that refugee camp uh, because it was a refugee camp, and mostly you know when we talk of refugee, uh, we mean you know it's. A, it, is is a drive from the where you You know, it's only a place that you go to save yourself to get at least um a little bit protection, but not a really a, a big place that you can get all the facilities.
1: Uh, did you help others uh, uh like get there with you or not?
4: Uh, uh, by then actually, yeah. Uh, been helping other people and they actually, we, we ourselves have been helping ourselves, with the children <laughs> because we tend to be mature enough so we pretend to be um, you know, taking all the care, like if I get six, you know my friends look up to me and at the same time, if my friend gets sick, I also look up to him and this is how we actually uh, support ourselves mm. yeah.
3: Do those, do those ex- do, do those experiences, I guess, of um, you know, of of um, of leaving Sudan and and you know everything you experienced in that process. Does that does that still is that still very much with you every day or those kind of does does that still affect you in in any way?
4: Uh actually, that that thing's still uh, with me every day. Um, I do actually remind, um, get kind of recall it back. Mm. Some time and um, most of the time And because nothing yet being solved to the best that i been expecting mm. Because um, people are still suffering back home And to someone like myself, I have my mom back there in Africa Also thinking of her and also my sister And, and um, because of all these kind of, uh, you know uh, problem that had happened in the past that is still keeping us uh, staying apart, not being together. Mm. And, and so that things really give me kind of uh, trying to remind me back of so what had happened and all kind of that kind of things. Yeah. And um, when I actually bring it back, you know, uh, when come to referendum, when the referendum came mm. and people were, you know, Trying to send that pass ride that they they haven't been um, having before. So what happened? What I have done um, when when you know I was the first person to be in the center on the on the actually uh, was it on the 9 of January? I was the first person. I was there at 3 3:40 um, a.m. in the morning and And the reason why I went in there very early in the morning and is because I still remember that uh, the pain that I had, and I actually reflected to everyone saying everyone had that pain and and i I thought for me to to being in the center in the, early in the morning is kind of giving an example to the peoples and saying that look guys this is the this is the time that we try this is the time that we should." Uh, come up and exercise our right, and, and uh, let the world know that this is what we have been uh, fighting for. And and is that kind of things is uh, uh, is is um is actually the things that um, that kind of motivating. Force, yeah, 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 that's I true.
0: Yeah. Cool. Right, we'll be back with with John, and we're this we're going we're going to have a break of the song now. Um, Can
2: you say that again, man? Sito Kitikidogo.
3: Where are these guys from?
2: Kenya, by Kenyan artists. It's about corruption that happened in Kenya and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. And what's the language? (laughs) That's in Swahili. Okay. So, yeah.
3: So, you can give us a translation afterwards.
2: Yeah, I will.
4: The Youth Law Centre offers free and confidential legal advice and referrals for young people aged between 12 and 25. Located on the corner of Childers Street and University Avenue, the Civic Drop-In Centre is open each weekday afternoon between 12 and 4pm. The YLC also provides assistance over the phone on 6173 5410 and by email at contact at youthlawact.org.au
0: welcome uh, back to Nine Eight Point Three, and we're back with John. Yeah. Uh, uh firstly, can I? Can you tell me how old you were when you walking into Ethiopia?
4: Uh, I was eight years old. Oh,
0: wow! So, so you walking alone? Yeah. To Ethiopia. <laughs> how could you think like? Oh, uh, did, did you know? How did you manage, really?
4: Because yeah. it's kind of hard, you know, leaving <laughs> oh. home when you're eight years old. It was a kind of, you know, um, the inspiration was because uh, one thing, whether you like or not, it was not a kind of thing that you have. There was no choice there. There was a limited choice. So so because of that, to give each and every one a kind of uh, strength, because, you know, if if you don't try your best to make it, then that will be the end of the day, so, which means that will be the end of your life, because... You might live there or something going, you know, um, because you might be anythings going happen to you, unless you have to go with company with people together in a groups. So that's, 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 that's how I can make it, because I was kind of trying to encourage myself, say, "Well, uh, you know, the only way that I can make it is to make sure I have to, yeah. to do it.":
2: Yeah, let me get something right. When you, left, when you left Sudan, did you yeah. leave as your parent, or how did you leave your mom, or something?
4: Because I left my mom because it, because it was a war, you know, that had happened. and it broke out. Yes, the war broke out, and when the away. war broke out, actually, ran I ran away. It's kind of running away, and <laughs> the parent just left, you know, wow. <laughs> wow. because... Um, yeah so that it was sad. yeah because i said before that it was not organized because something that had been organized that that's where you can arrange with the parents who is who will go with you and either the moms or the father or all of you can go but because it was not arranged yeah i was just a run away because i was trying to save my life you know enough understandable so now that you've come to australia um
1: what are the differences from uh, australia and sudan
4: there are uh, actually so many differences and um and most uh, most of the differences uh, are one things here in australia because there is a freedoms and there is uh, security so you can, you know, sleep anywhere you like, and you don't have any problems. You have a shelter to, you have um, a shelter where you can sleep in, and there are so many friends, uh, so many good things here. So, government is looking after you, and yeah, and everything is almost good here. You have. Uh, place to go, you have a school to go, you have um, all the support around. Understandable. But, but if you go back home um, compared to um, before, uh, you know, you, you, have, you lack all this insecurity is very high. So anytime you, you go in the street or you go um, somewhere you find yourself being killed because of insecurity and and every night you feel, you find yourself being assaulted or being attacked by the 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 the, the north um, Enemy. army. or so everything's up all the time. Everyone is worried on how you know there was no safety. So that's, that's a big issue back home there. And and that's is that's what brings me here. And that's what bring almost all the Sudanese here.
2: That's understandable. Anyway, let's go back to the topic uh, of referendum. What part did you take
4: in arranging of referendum and everything? What were you doing? Um, mostly in um, referendums, um, what I was doing is to educate the people peoples, provide information of what um, when the referendum will take place and what the, the requirements, what the people need to do. Uh, what do you need to follow as individual, Um, and at the same time being trying to involve a lot by even producing a a T-shirt to, to, you know, and all these T-shirts were given to the peoples and then designed to a certain uh, uh, kind of uh, way of communicating to those who don't even write and read because they can't see it really practically. And when they actually seeing you wearing this T-shirt, they may ask, what does this mean? And at the same time, we use, um, uh, you know, so many articles, and we print out of a lot of things, and we show to them what what does it mean to them. And, yeah, and that's what uh, most of the things that I've been doing.
2: Yeah. What what exactly are you guys doing? Do you guys, like, do you make decision for them, or...? you tell them what to do and then they make their own decision.
4: Ah, uh, we don't really make a decision for them. It's up to individual to make a decision. But what we were trying is to let them know what all the kind of symbol because there was a two uh, symbol that was uh, used during the referendum time. There is a unity and there is a separation. So for them to understand what does the unity mean because uh, or what does suppression mean, we have to let them know exactly, we have to educate them, we have to show them, to let them understand beforehand so that when, when they go to this, the, boat, uh, the the following station, they will be able to make their own decision based on what they think is right for them. It's not for us that making decision for them, but we were trying to open their eyes so that they have to be able to know exactly what they need to do.
0: Can you tell me, like, what was what did it feel like from the beginning when the election wasn't held? What was the feeling because you you knew that Sudan was there was an election that Sudan was going to be split in half? Did you have any doubt or did you think did you know that the Sudan was going to be split?
4: Um, uh, on my side, as an individual person, as a person have been experienced, uh, been um, actually involved a lot. What I knew that um, I was not, uh, I, I didn't have any kind of doubt. 100% that I knew that uh, the Sudan will be split, uh, will be divided, and there will be a north and south, um, despite of what will, act, uh, will come out. Uh, because I knew um, the Sudan had been ruled for so many years under, under the north, and, and there are no change. Every day, there is backward instead of going forward. So definitely, um, that real that education uh, showing or telling us that um, there is a, a sense of going for separation, and there's actually the, the, the Southerners has already demonstrated that yeah. oh. they already vote for it. Now
0: that there's like the future of the Sudanese. Now that we have, we can make our own decision and like uh, make the country that that's our own, the south side. Can what do you think is going to happen? Like, what kind of changes should, will be made and how will lives be affected?
4: Um, definitely there will be a great change. Um, not always the positive change. There are so many changes. There could be a positive, could be negative. But what I expect, uh, there will be a positive change to the south. And uh, more of the things that I can see that there will happen, there will be uh, a development coming up uh, compared to the past, because um, there will be good in s- infrastructures. in In ten years' time, uh, I'm very sure 100% the South will be different. It will be unique. It will be not It will not be the same again. And um, and uh, and possibly there will be. Um, development in terms of uh, health centers and there will be a growth in coming so the future is look bright according to what i can see at the moment compared to the the, the unity government that we have been in for uh, um thousands of years and so um, to me it's really uh, there will be no yeah. <clears throat> problems
0: and do you think the education from a or some other like the education will go to south sudan do you think it's gonna pass by and then it's gonna be more? There's gonna be more education, um, better education to, de- to develop, like m- little minds, like you know, our youth, like to teach them.
4: Ah, uh, yes, uh, actually, that's a good question because what I know so far, uh, there will be trans, trans, um, uh, there will be transferring of the all this kind of education that we have been acquiring here. Um, there are um, the you know if you love your country you, you you work for it because what I know you know that the South will not going to be developed by itself it will be developed by peoples yes. so if there is a human resource there is um you know and peoples that are scheme that have acquire knowledge outside and they go there and help um, then there will be a, a great change and that's what we all expect so I I knew that. Um, People who love the country will go back and, and help.
1: In yeah. five years, year, in five years time, what do you think um Sudan will be a bit like?
4: Half um, build. In five years time, no, um, Sudan will be look um, a bit uh, good because there will be improvement, uh, kind of. Um, Resources and there will be a great relationship between the border uh, neighboring countries and also outside because um, Sudan is a good country. It was because of war. We had a lot of resources that will help us to, 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 to develop the country because we have oil and we have all the diamonds and we have also yeah. the gold. And these kind of things that we have will help us to hire the qualified people to come and do work for us.
2: Well, you know we are about to finish, but I have the last question for you. Do you think we should we still gonna call Southern Sudan as Southern Sudan, or are you guys gonna give it a name,
4: or are we gonna give it the name?
1: They are already given it a name. What's the, the name? It hasn't been decided yet.
4: Oh, yeah. Um, what I, I can't say on that is uh, uh, I I cannot give you the definite answer for it because. It is up to the Southerners what they think would be good for them. If they think the South Sudan is a good name for them, then they will go for it. it it's not a big issue, uh, and it's not a big concern at the moment. So what I think, uh, if they, the South want to change it, then there will be a debate for it. And then they will, after that, if, if the government approve that, then that's fine. But for me, we are still using what the South... Um, the name of South Sudan at the moment.
2: Understandable. Anyway, thanks for having you on the studio. We really appreciate everything.
4: Uh, you're welcome. Coming.
0: Thank you. We'll be back next week at six o'clock, and yeah, with more interviews.